0: Good evening, folks. Uh, Welcome to the Adafruit Show and Tell. My name is Melissa, and tonight I'll be hosting. Uh, We're going to go ahead and start out with Scott.
1: Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you Uh, doing? (laughs) Good. I'm not used to being first. Um, (laughs) You caught me a little off guard. (laughs) Do you Uh, want somebody else to go first? No, no, we can take it. Um, So I've been working on the... uh, Circuit Pirate, which is the uh, kind of RP twenty forty and Circuit Python based version of the uh, Bus Pirate. Um, we've got this prototype here, and what I've got hooked up right now is one of my um, Stemma G zero, I call it boards. So it's a it's a separate microcontroller, but meant to be on, like used within Stemma. Um, you can program it over I 2 C, and actually, what I'm using it for is that the bootloader also allows you to do UART. Um, so you can talk to the chip um, over UART. You can talk to the bootloader over UART. So if you pull up my window, I'll just briefly show. Ah, uh, yes, I'll see it bit now. Of that. Yeah, that's what, that's what I had to quickly do. So this is um, the bus pirate on Adafruit or, or on CircuitPython. And you can hit M for mode. So I added one wire And I added UART and I'm working on UART. And the nice thing about getting those two done is that now this list is in the same order as the original bus pirate. So the numbers will be the same. Um, So if I hit three, um, it now walks me through like what speed I want, what configuration I want. And now it's active. And if I can show this, you can toggle power. So capital W would turn the power on, and you see the red LED there uh, oh, turned okay. on there. And if I want to write something, I can do this, start the buffer, and then 7F, and it says write. And I read, and <laughs> the read's not working right now, um, ah. so it's not actually returning the right uh, value, but um, I'm making progress on it, and uh, that'll be cool, and I'm excited to... Be able to poke at things without um, writing actual code or anything.
0: Yeah, that's really
1: cool. So that's where cool. I'm at on
0: And that's just running on top of CircuitPython, right?
1: Yeah. So this is the what you're seeing here is the serial that is the output of um, the second serial connection. This window I have here is the original uh, bus pirate, so I use like it as a reference for what it looks like to use. Um, And then this is the debug output that I have over the first serial one from CircuitPython. You can see like the reboots happening here and I'm printing out like this is, this is the print, the debug data for like the, the, the UR values I'm reading. So trying to get that all sorted out. Cool. Well, thank you. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah. And next we're
0: going to go with Jeff here.
2: Hi there. We'll see how this demo goes. But uh, here's what I've been working on. It has a display on the front. And on the back, it has about three different uh, boards. So here at the bottom is the uh, Adafruit RP2040 Feather with DVI. And here is the 2040 Feather with uh, the USB host. And in the middle is an SD card reader. And uh, so the USB is going to a, just a standard keyboard. And rather than use the display here, I'm going to just switch over on my camera to um, a capture card, and we'll see how that works. So bear with me as I get that going. Doo, doo, doo. There we go. So this is an emulated version of CPM that is running on the um, RP2040 microcontroller. It's called Run CPM and this uh, Marcelo person is the one who originally created that. And so just for fun, I'm going to show you what developing software was like back in the day. I've already created this uh, assembly file beforehand and uh, it's very short. Uh, There's some introductory lines and then we load one register, the uh, D register with the message, we load the C register with the number 9, we call into the operating system. And so to assemble that, and here the AAX is like where the command line switches work. So it's going to read boo.asm, and it's going to write a listing to the screen of our program, and it created a hex file. Hmm. And so that is the whole program, and now we can load and run it in the debugger. Um, I guess it's hard to see the bottom of the screen. This is the debugger. So we're going to um, let's see. We're going to set our input file name to boot.hex. No, that's that's wrong. We're gonna we're gonna load it initially into our boot.hex, and we will list our instructions at 100. So there's the assembled version of our program. Oh, wow. And now when we go to address 100, it prints "Hello World." So nice. this is compiling and running a program on emulated CPM within an RP2040 microcontroller. And this is going to be the subject of an upcoming guide. It's a great way to use the the DVI output, the USB input, and kind of create a whole self-contained computer. You just need a keyboard. You don't need your laptop. You don't need a desktop computer. It is a 1980s computer. So I just think that's a lot of fun. And that that's is what really I'm
0: cool. Yeah. Thank you.
2: All right. And here I am. I'm still a human.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for showing us that. Yeah. Thank you, Melissa. See you around. Okay. And uh, next,
3: we're going to go with Anne. Hello. So um, I, the project's I've yeah, been, OK. Am I here? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, there's just a little bit of a delay at first on um, the audio. The
3: project, uh, PC. Oh, I think your connection's kind of slow
0: art. and jumping around.
3: OK. Um, hopefully, this will work. Um, oh, no, that sounds good. Okay, I've been working some floppy earrings uh, not too long ago, and then Lamore said, "How about a um, a badge?" I'm sorry, I couldn't
0: hear you. Badge,
3: there. or as a as a, the theme, so I transferred the NASA logo onto circuit board, and on the back is a simple circuit to with a couple of LEDs, a switch and a battery. So when I turn it on these two stars um, in the, at the top of the badge light up. So it, it gives a little bit of interactivity and uh, makes a good fashion statement so um, there there'll be a guide on this uh, shortly if not tonight and uh look forward to another guide um i'll give you a a small hint something like this perhaps so that will be coming after this one so that's what i've been working on
0: that's really cool thank you and thanks for stopping by thanks And next we're gonna go
4: with um, John. Hey, hello. Uh, So I want to show this uh, sort of conclusion of the computer perfection project. This, uh, if people have been following along, is a 1979 uh, electronic toy that was super not fun to play, but is a really gorgeous object and a uh, really neat interface to build something else with. Um, So what I've been doing, I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, switch over if you can add this yeah. uh, second camera. There you can see a little better, a little close up. Um, some of the things that I did were to use the original buttons and switches to act as inputs for a Metro M7 that's sort of hidden inside, uh, and that is running SynthIO on Circuit Python, which is a synthesizer. Library that we've uh, been getting a lot of great updates from Jepler primarily. Uh, also, Mark Gambler and some other people have been helping out. Uh, and I also added a NeoPixel strip inside to uh, give me some interactive lighting. There were originally some LEDs here, but they were going to be really hard to use because the original microcontroller uh, was flipping all of those pins between input and output really rapidly to to take care of business, and I didn't want to have to deal with that in CircuitPython. So. I cheated and put in a little NeoPixel strip in there. Uh, I've run one of our little DIY USB ports out the back so that I can power it as well as still code it or maybe change the code around and use it as a MIDI controller if I wanted to. Uh, You could certainly change this to be battery powered if you wanted to, but you can see here, I've got a little speaker, so it's gonna take care of its own sounds. And I'm also really psyched about these magnetic uh, USB cables we have. It makes it really easy to plug into something like that there. Uh, so you'll see here, this is uh, lit up. Actually, I'll, I'll start that again, because that's one of the nice little interactions at startup as we get a little uh, And what this is doing, I'm using this as sort of a drone synthesizer. So I have uh, two octaves of five notes with some pleasing intervals. If I press a note, it'll either play and release when I release. Uh, or I can have those be held. And sorry, I don't know if this is going to be that loud because the microphone is up there on the, on the monitor. I can lift it up if you can't really hear it. So this will just hold that drone until you switch it off, which is kind of fun. Uh, one of the things that's neat to do with that is this low-frequency oscillator, LFO, that can be used to modulate things. And I'm going to modulate how much it's mixing between two types of waveforms. So I can increase that modulation by pressing this button. Oh, wow. Okay. I get it going pretty fast there. So that's just shifting between two different waveforms. I think it's a saw and a wavetable that I have in there. I can also entirely change the waveforms out for two different ones. These are much more ominous sci-fi kind of sounds, this noise and a a saw or a sine wave. Um, And then I can also slow down that LFO with long presses of the button here. And I can let go of that sort of sustain pedal that this button acts as. And the last one I have here acts as an octave button. So when I uh, hold a note right now, actually I'm gonna lift the speaker off so you can hear it a little better. Uh, I can also add to that one unison octave below. So we can just get some deeper, richer tones. Uh, So that's the Computer Perfection. Uh, The guide is in moderation. It'll probably be out pretty soon. I think Lamar's got to take a look at it, but it's been through uh, some moderation, and some editing so far. So if you want to go on eBay, grab one of these things. They run around the $40 price range, at least uh, currently. Uh, It's a gorgeous, weird sci-fi artifact that made its way onto a few television shows and movies back uh, when it was originally released. Um, But now it can be... Uh, your own interactive synthesizer, if you want. Cool.
0: So is that running CircuitPython?
4: Yeah, it's CircuitPython, uh, eight, I think the beta, whatever the eight, uh, fairly recent 8 beta is. Uh, and okay. the SynthIO library really takes care of almost everything, all of the um, mixing of the waveforms, the LFO, the envelope, which is this um, ability to have a soft release, rather than just an abrupt cutoff. All of that stuff is uh, right inside of Synth.io. Uh, So we're really excited to start doing some guides uh, that will help people uh, figure out how to use that for their own project. Cool. Uh, That's really cool. Thank
0: you for uh, stopping by and showing that. Sure thing. Thanks for letting me show it off. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And next, we're going to go with Liz here.
5: Hello. Uh, I also have a Synth.io build. Um, and let me know if you can hear the tones. Can you hear that? I can, yes. You can? Okay, cool. Uh, so basically this is a circle of fifths synth, so when I advance the encoders, it advances the chords like you would on the circle of fifths, which are all notes that are relative to each other. Um, so as a result, you can get some really nice modulation. Um, and the rhythms that are it's using is a Euclidean, which is a way of... Um, equally distributing beats. Um, So, for example, if you had a total of eight beats and you had four uh, hits that you wanted to have, um, it would distribute them equally. But it gets really interesting when you get like kind of odd um, sensations, like you have um, ten over ten, or seven over ten, six over ten, things like that. Uh, And so with this synth, I'm using the rotary encoders to have a bunch of different modes. Uh, So I just saw play with the chords, Euclidean. Uh, This you can affect the BPM. Um, this you can affect the beat division, so eighth notes, mm-hmm. 16th, whole, quarter. Um, and then for SynthIO stuff, you can also affect the ADSR uh, filter, um, the waveform, so saw, noise, square, sine. Uh, there's also ring modulation, LFO, uh, volume, and then play, which is where you can affect the chords. Uh, so this is a guide I'm working on, and I should hopefully have it up uh, tomorrow or Friday uh, once it goes through moderation. But it was a really fun build, and it is much like uh, JP's build using um, SynthIO, CircuitPython. Uh, there's a Feather RP2040 in there with an I2S amp, and it's going out a speaker in the back. Um, oh, wow. Just over USB. Uh, and then all these guys are all i squared c so the ANO rotary encoders use the seesaw firmware. Um, and then the alphanumeric displays are I squared C, and the matrix is also I squared C, so yeah. Yeah, it's really good use of those
0: encoders on there.
5: Thanks, yeah, it was, it was a fun challenge to like figure out how you have this component that you really want to use, so then like, how do you make a kind of build around it, uh, so yeah. Yeah, well thank you. Cool. No problem, have a good one.
0: You too. And now we're going to go to some of the community members, so I am going to start with Cy here. Hi, can you hear
6: me? Yeah. Good, 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 awesome. So I have um, two designs based on the um, Stemma I2C breakouts. Um, I made a couple of mistakes and I hope people learn from my mistakes. Um, The first one is the um, uh, Zmod 4410 breakout that I made. It uses an indoor air quality sensor from Renaissance um, for some reason, my camera is simply not able to focus on the sensor. Um, I was so happy that I soldered this board and I got it working. Um, and I even, like, when I went to start using the libraries to, like, you know, get it working, I found out that the uh, the license is not necessarily open source. What that means is that um, Renesas is giving the library, to me, uh, personally uh, uh, to be used in my projects, but I cannot necessarily release the source code. It was rather disappointing um, to like build a board to find out that you know I cannot necessarily share my work. Uh, but you know but the board is still working. And the other thing that I found out is that Oshpark does um, uh, these uh, transparent s- screen service called um, the Oshpark After Dark. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I think Lady Ada showed the BMI three two three IMU in like um, in their new product introduction segment. So I decided okay. to have a board around it, and I had it made. It's just that, like you know, the board looks cool, but you cannot necessarily read any text if you have copper like a ground pour on both layers.
7: Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah
6: and because the silk screen is white um i plan to like remove the copper from like the top layer and see if i can get it working like you know to have uh, readable text but i plan to solder this board and like come back and share if i'm able to like you know get the imu working with say uh, an rp2040 or something like that oh cool yeah yeah well thank you thank you
0: And next we're gonna go with Mark Gambler
7: here. Hi. Hello. So I also have a synth project, which I will bring up just one second. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I was trying to play uh, wave files generated from the MIDI controller But then I was thinking, well, one, I was writing on a memory very rapidly. And also, well, we've got a synth. What can we do? Now, all this synth stuff is brand new to me. So I started looking online for tutorials on making drum sounds with a synthesizer. And now we have all the features in CircuitPython, thanks to Jeff, to be able to generate drum sounds totally organically through the synth. Takes up no extra memory, basically. Um, and it, it works great. Um, almost all the techniques they talked about in various videos I was watching are possible with the LFOs. This is now running a draft PR, adding in bi quad filters, which can be per note. So, like the kick drum has a much lower filter versus the hi hat is a high uh, pass filter. Uh, and now it's also completely controllable. So I don't know if this will go, actually the hi-hat shows it best, uh, I can increase the, the frequency of the high pass filter to basically it's almost filtered out all just on demand, uh, the length of the open hi-hat.
0: Hmm.
7: And this controller itself doesn't have any sounds. So this works really well is that I can now just use this small little breadboard, not even as compact as it can be to play whatever I want. And then you can just uh, sequence a whole drum beat and start playing on top of it without any real effort. And it sounds great. I have to give credit to Todd Bot and John as well for pointing me in the correct directions on some of uh the synth stuff but this is it for anyone that wants to try i literally knew nothing about this about a month ago Oh, uh, wow, outside yeah. of how to play the piano and yeah this has been a great way to get in and learn all the little details and the fact that now i'm watching tutorials for software that costs hundreds of dollars and we can replicate it in circuit python so big That's shout out to John really
0: for cool. that. Well, thank you for showing that.
7: Thanks a lot.
0: And next, we're gonna go with twenty-two uh, thirty-one puppy.
8: Hello. So hi. I've been working. Hi, I've been working a lot recently on a few different versions of the e-fidget, which is my haptic feedback fidget spinner that. You know use, uses vibration motors to produce this sensation of it moving without actually moving so version ah sorry i was working on version 3.1 for maybe a few days and then i kind of realized that it's going to be pretty complicated it's more complicated than the previous design because it adds a usb serial converter so i kind of decided to put that on indefinite pause and instead go hop on the reducing reducing everything bandwagon. So I'm gonna share my screen real quick. Um, that should be it. All right, uh, can you see this? Yeah. Okay, so I've got over here, can you see this, this layout in my cursor? Yeah. Okay, so over here I've got um, my uh, the, the layout of the PCV, and I've really simplified things quite a bit. There, it used to be so the second revision, and I think the first revision, too, were both four-layer boards, and the third revision, I dropped that, made it smaller. This is simpler than the third revision. Uh, here's the schematic. It's very, very few components. Oh, wow, okay. And instead of using vibration motors, this is actually going to use a relay, which if you've ever worked with a uh, regular relay before, not a solid-state one, you know that it kind of makes a clicking clicking sound and also kind of you can feel it. So if I render it real quick, you can see this is the relay I've chosen. And it's just, the idea is you'll press the button, which will supply power to this microcontroller. And the microcontroller will just pulse the relay on and off every few seconds. So you can just have that in your pocket and just fidget with it. And it'll just kind of Provide a nice tactile sensation that can possibly distract from anxiety or whatever. I mean, not a medical device, obviously, but... Right. right. Yeah, and then it's powered off of a coin battery, which is different from the other two versions, because first one was powered off of a 9-volt. Second and third used an used a ZipTide in LiPo, and this one is going to use a coin battery, because it is probably going to use a lot less power, because there's no motors.
6: Okay,
0: yeah.
8: yeah. So that's the new version, and... It's all gonna be open source hardware. Um the software is gonna be open source, but it's not gonna be super easy to program because there's no interface. I'm just gonna use a programming clip onto this um yeah, onto this microcontroller. I'm just gonna use a programming clip to attach to that and write the code to it. So if you want to program it, you can. Um and it will be open source. So oh, that's yeah. Cool. Well thank you. Sure. Thank you.
9: And next, we're gonna go with uh, DJ Devin Three. Hello. Okay. Hi. So, uh, let's just say, like, uh, 15 years ago, I bought these mason jars from Amazon that have these LED candles in them. So long ago, it doesn't show up in the purchase history. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is pre-Amazon purchase history, <laughs> and they they fall apart. Like so. This is basically what it looks like. You've got an on off switch, you know, a battery compartment, um, a single LED inside. So, what I did was gut it, added an itsy bitsy, there's an itsy bitsy board on there with a Cedar Grove breadboard adapter. And I hacked, a, uh, I don't know if I can open that up. So, that's basically what it looks like inside. Oh, okay. So the itsy-bitsy is so small, it, it fits right in there. But I did have to like, make some hacking concessions to like get it out at the back. But it means that the top still works and the on-off button actually works because I've got the enable switch running to that. So when I turn it on, you'll see it blinks because it's connecting to Bluetooth. Oh, so okay. I've got the... Uh, uh, Fruit Bluetooth Connect app here, uh, and this is kind of the reason it's in this this weird format-looking thing is because of that. It, it's just a single LED that kind of slots in to there, and then you get the, the candle-looking thing.
0: Okay, um,
9: cool. And the large battery is just because uh, my small little one ran out. Um, which lasted three days. The 500 milliamp hour lasted three days. So that was really cool. Um, And then we go to controller, color picker, and hopefully this will work. Uh, Live demo. Nope. Okay. So I might have to go to control pad and then select four for solid color. Ah. Then we go color picker. And we can choose any color picker. This is running PWM code. So I actually do have real brightness controls as well. So I can dim this down as low as I want. And then if we go back to Control Pad, I have some preset animations. This is a flicker. So that's a pretty nice kind of realistic uh, flicker. I don't have speed controls for the flicker setup yet, but those will be for the plus minus, you know, pads. And then I have uh, a pulse program. Uh, This is only a single color pulse. So it doesn't like choose the color and then pulse the color, but that's, you know, a lot, that's a software issue. And then we have, this one has to, there we go. And then we got rainbow. So cool. that's, all I've been working on. And then when you put it all together, you know, you've got this cute uh, candle in a mason jar kind of thing that you can portable hang from trees, battery powered, very nice ambient lighting project. That's, That's all I got. Cool. Yeah. Well, it, thank it, you for uses, stopping by. It uses uh, NRF 52 Itsy Bitsy uh, 840 Itsy Bitsy. Um, so it's uh Bluetooth with the Bluetooth out of free Bluetooth connect app. That's it.
0: Okay, thank you.
9: Thank you. Have a great day. You too.
0: And last, we have Delchi.
9: Hey, hello, everyone.
10: I have a couple of interesting things for you. Uh, first off, the uh, completed, ready-to-go except for the battery. I'm having issues with the battery because the battery booster I need is not available right now, but the Actually named Bone Box, it's a called the dogboat. It's a craft access terminal, which used to be used by linemen when they were putting together telephone lines. Except this particular one has been heavily modified, so that it plays DTMF tones. It will play blue box tones, including the twenty six hundred. It will play red box tones, and it will scan for Wi-Fi access points, anywhere around where you are. Now this was not an easy thing to do. I'll show you the pictures. This is what the inside of it looked like. And what I had to do was take the original LCD screen and remove it and replace it with a Pi portal. Then I had to desolder the original uh, breadboard and keep the, uh, the little fiber lines to keep the original keypad working. And then work those into a GPIO expander, which you can see better there. You can see the GPIO expander. Oop, it went away. You can see okay. the GPIO expander. And uh, that went into the Pi portal. And then I had to program it with the appropriate tones and the beeps and the boops. And now it works wonderfully if blue boxes and red boxes still exist. So it's sort of like a tribute museum piece sort uh, of thing. Yeah. Uh, but all I'm waiting on now is I'm waiting on one or two parts from Adafruit so I can put a battery into the handle. The batteries actually fit into the inside of the handle, and they uh, I think from there you can power the whole thing uh, it'll be completely portable.
0: Wrap this that's number here, one.
10: This. Number two is that's the latest and greatest out? revision... Yeah. Of Rolling oh, sorry, Thunder. Delchi. This uh, is my wheelchair, my power wheelchair. It is complete with
0: Lchi. We need to wrap this up because I have an engineer starting here. So i muted you, but on
10: it has video and it runs on a Raspberry Pi. A Raspberry Pi actually does Kismet, passive scanning. And it's completely controlled from my cell phone. And this is all ready to go for DEF CON, including the little projector in the back that does a star field projection in the back.
0: Okay, well, and that's you. it. Oh, okay. That's okay. all I've got for you. Okay, thank you. We got uh, Ask an Engineer coming up, so thank you for stopping by.
10: I'm sorry, I can't hear you at all. I'm getting, oh, I'm I hear the guests, but I don't hear you.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't realize my microphone was not working.
10: Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: That's okay. I'll
10: have to chalk that up to a technical problem somewhere down the line.
0: Okay, thank you. And uh, that's all we have for uh, right now. So we have Ask an Engineer that's coming up here as soon as this is done, and I'm going to go ahead and
9: uh, have a good night, uh, everyone. So.